Welcome to A Legacy of Preaching with Dr. Bill Burr. For one to have a legacy of faithful preaching, they must love God, love God's truth, and love to preach His truth. Dr. Bill Burr excelled in all of these areas, and he has certainly left us all a legacy of faithful preaching. Now, let's all tune in for this great message from God's Word with Dr. Bill Burr. And tonight, we'll finish up our series of messages on prophecy and things that are to happen in the future. We're going to talk about three things tonight. We're going to talk about the last resurrection. We're going to talk about the last judgment. And we're going to talk about the last appearance. Amen. So uh, get your Bible ready. And uh, Mrs. Tuning, who's this lady with you tonight? Your sister from Parkersburg. Well, we're delighted to have you in the service tonight. I mean that. And I'm so so glad that Mrs. Tuning has a work schedule to range now so she can be in church. Amen. I appreciate her and appreciate her faithfulness. I just thank the Lord for it. All right. Revelation chapter number 20, please, if you will. And I want you to please stand to your feet. And that's read some scripture together tonight. And we'll be going home in just a few minutes. Uh, not too long tonight. Keep you just a little while. I have such a long drive ahead of me. I want you to pray for me that God would bless me and help me now. I'm tired. I preached last night and, and got up this morning. I preached hard this morning and, and I'm tired. I didn't get to rest any this afternoon. And, um, so you pray for me. I'm going to leave immediately after the service tonight and drive as far as I possibly can. And that'll probably put me down around either Greenville or Atlanta, uh, Georgia when I pull off to sleep for a little while and then get up and go again tomorrow. So you pray for your pastor and pray that God uh, would keep me safe and give me a good meeting while I'm down in Georgia, going all the way down to Chula, Georgia. This is where uh, the Shiflet family, this is uh, uh, the church that they uh, were a part of and their mother and father uh, are members of the, uh, now this is a strange name. I, I hope I don't meet my Waterloo down there, but the name of this church is the Waterloo Baptist Church in Chula, Georgia. And um, I hope I don't meet my Waterloo. I hope we have a good meeting down there and you pray for me. All right, verse number uh, 10, please. In Revelation chapter number 20, we'll begin there. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. 
Now, I want you to go back and look at verse number 11 tonight. And this will be the text for our message on the great white throne judgment. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. Our Father, we pray, dear God, that you would bless us tonight. I pray, Father, that you might uh, multiply, uh, dear God, uh, our knowledge tonight and help us, Father, in everything that's said and done, that it might redound to thy honor and thy glory. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you'd help us to right divide the word of God. I pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Would you be seated, please? Now, I'm going to try to get this regulated. I went to the lapel mic now, and I think the, the volume is all right. Amen? I don't think it's too loud for you. And this way we get a, a good recording, and uh, Brother Buck likes it that way. Now, we're talking about the great white throne. This is that terrible judgment that's feared by sinner and Satan alike. It's, uh, uh, we're going to talk about what it is. We're going to talk about who shall be judged. And we're going to talk about the sentence that is given. And we'll be, uh, we'll be pointing out to you tonight in this message. Now, there are a lot of things that uh, when you're born into this world, God gives you knowledge concerning these things. If you want to refer to them as, as first truths, uh, that's what we'll call them. Now, everybody that's born in the world knows that there is a God. Amen. Now, uh, atheism has to be taught. You don't have to teach people that there's a God. I mean, when I came into the world, I can't remember a time, Brother Lloyd, when I didn't believe there was a God. And so this is something that man is born with. This is what we call a consciousness of God Almighty. Uh, you don't have to teach people about heaven or about hell or about judgment for that matter. I mean, listen, these are things that we just uh, naturally know. God put them in us. I realized when I was born into this world and I, I, I realized when I became old enough to know right from wrong that there was a God. I realized that there was life after death. I realized that I had to stand before God one time and give an account unto Him. Uh, so I'm saying to you tonight, there's some things that people are just born with the knowledge of. Now you have to teach people to be an atheist. That's right. You have to come along and try to uh, plant this in their mind that they deny the existence uh, of God. Now, particular to judgment and God's identity and things of this nature, the only way you find out about them is to go to the Word of God. Amen? Now, I believe, always have believed that I have to stand before God and give an account unto Him, but I didn't know the particulars of the judgment. I didn't understand uh, the different judgments in the Bible. As a matter of fact, I've told you this before, but I remember when I used to think that it was just one general judgment out in front of us. And I used to think that I'd stand before God and all my good works would be placed in one side of the scale and all my bad works placed in the other side of the scale and just whichever way it tipped, that's the way I was going to spend eternity. Now, that's not true, and that's unscriptural. I knew there was a judgment when I, got to, uh, when I get to know about the particulars of that judgment. I have to go to the Word of God. Now, 
We're going to talk to you first of all tonight about the last resurrection. The Bible says, but the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath a part in the first resurrection. Now that's in Revelation 20 and verse number 5 and 6. Now, in verse number 12, it says, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. Now, this is a resurrection uh, of the wicked, and it's entirely different from the resurrection of the saved. It's not even at the same time. There, uh, The Bible teaches that there's going to be two resurrections. Now, it says, if you want to check it out, in Daniel chapter 12 and verse number 2. Let's turn back there. Daniel chapter number 12 And I want you to look at verse number 2, Daniel 12 and verse 2. Use your Bible. Amen. Don't you thank God for your Bible. Amen. Thank God that uh, you don't have to take a preacher's word. Thank God that you can take your Bible and look in the Word of God and prove these things to your own self. In In chapter 12 of Daniel it says, And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake some to everlasting life. Amen. That's the first resurrection. And then it says, uh, some to uh, shame and everlasting contempt. There are two resurrections. Now, I want you to look over in John chapter number 5, please, if you will. John chapter 5, and look at verse number uh, 28, please. John 5, verse number 28. Excuse me. That's not the right uh, 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 scripture. We'll we'll not use that one. I, it's not the right one. No. Let me see here. I tell you what. I'm not thinking straight tonight. Yes, it is. Five, uh, five and twenty-eight. I was looking at four and twenty-eight. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, in the which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good unto resurrection of life and they that have done evil under the resurrection of damnation. So there's going to be resurrections, and there's going to be two of them. There'll be a resurrection of the just, and there'll be a resurrection of the unjust. We're talking about the second resurrection, or the last resurrection of the unjust. When uh, when is it going to take place? Well, it'll take place after the millennium after the Lord Jesus Christ has ruled and reigned here for a thousand years on this earth. Now, I believe it was last time we talked about the millennium. We talked about the judgment of nations. We talked about the fact that uh, there were going to be some who were saved going to the millennium in natural bodies. And we talked about those who are saved and uh, uh, before the millennium or before the tribulation time that when they'll go in, they'll go in in glorified bodies. We talked about the millennium that people are going to be uh, born physically during this time. And now we've come to the last of the thousand years and it is passed off the scene and the devil uh, uh, has been judged and now we come to the, rev- uh, the last uh, resurrection and the great white throne judgment and it takes place at the close of the after, rather, of the millennial reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. 
Now they're go- the earth is going to yield up the bodies of those um, uh, who were lost and damned and doomed to hell. And then the Bible says that the heaven and earth is going to uh, flee away. It says in Second Peter 3, 9, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall meet with melt with fervent heat, and the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Now, as far as to the very uh, place where uh, God's going to set up this white throne, I don't know where it is. The Bible doesn't say. I can tell you this, the earth that we're living on right now and the heavens that you look up into the into the sky and see tonight, the Bible says that they're going to flee away. And the Bible teaches us, let me get hooked up here. I got half of me hooked up, Brother Jerry, and the other half I haven't, so need to get hooked in. But uh, they're going to flee away. This earth is going to be destroyed. Now, I know that Oliver Green and I know that Clarence Larkins and others say that it's going to be purged by fire and it'll be like an exchange of an old garment. It's just going to be cleansed by fire. And then there are others who say it's going to be literally destroyed by fire. Um, I'll be quite frank with you. I don't know. I'm not that smart a scholar. Whether it's going to be purged by fire or completely destroyed, I don't know. I know the Bible says it's going to be destroyed. But I think if you look up that word, it means exchange. Like you'd take one garment and exchange it for another. And so it's simply going to be purged by fire. But um, I know this, that uh, there's going to be a new heaven. There's going to be a new earth. And as far as the very spot or the place where this great white throne is going to take place, the Bible just does not say where it is. Now, that's talking about the first or the second resurrection. Now, the last judgment that is to take place uh, is the white throne judgment and God's decreed that all men are going to stand before God. Romans 2 6 says who will render to every man according to his deeds. Amen. Every person here tonight is going to stand before God. I trust that all of us will be standing before the Bema seat of the Lord Jesus Christ. The judgment seat and uh, where all the saved are going to be judged But if not, if you're not saved, you'll stand before the great uh, white uh, throne. Now it says, because he has appointed a day into which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained. Don't you thank God tonight that all judgment is committed to the Son? Amen. I mean, Jesus shall judge righteously. Now, I do things a lot of times that are wrong. Uh, I try to make everything turn out right, but it doesn't turn out right. It never does. I, I'm human just like anybody else. I said uh, in this contest that we had and the campaign that we had, I told Brother, uh, who was I saw? I said, if we ever have another one, bless your heart, we're going to have every fine, minute detail worked out. And uh, uh, Brother Jerry, I think I was talking to, and, and we're going to have all the rules laid out. But people come and ask me, and I say, everything's all right. That's good. Count them, you know, count anybody you want to. The whole idea behind it was to me was to get people in Sunday school, amen, to get people in church, get them exposed to Emmanuel Baptist Church. And God did that. But I thank God I may make mistakes, and other people might make mistakes, but God doesn't. Jesus Christ doesn't. And all judgment is going to be committed unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God for that. Now, I want you to understand this. 
When we stand before God one day and we're judged, we're not going to be judged according uh, to our sins. We're going to be judged according to our works. Amen. Thank God for that. Listen. If you're saved tonight, you're not a pardoned criminal, but you're one for whom the penalty of sin has been paid. Amen. I mean, listen, God didn't come along and pardon you in the sense that He let you off the hook. God came along and paid your sin debt. Amen. Thank God for that. Now, the people that stand before the white throne judgment one day, their sin debt has been paid also they just have not received it and they also will be judged according to their works. Thank God we've been declared righteous. Amen. I thank the Lord for that. The Bible says there is therefore now no judgment or no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? The Bible says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Amen. Now, thank God that you are saved and thank God you've been declared righteous but at the great white throne judgment there'll be people there who have lost I mean listen all of the the lost uh, since the uh, dawn of creation from Adam up until the uh, the end of that war Gog and Magog at the end of the last great conflagration that takes place all the lost are going to stand before the white throne but now I want you to notice something else. Not only are men going to be judged there, sinner men, but it's going to be a time when angels will also be judged at the white throne. The Bible says, know you not that we shall judge angels? Amen. I mean, listen, we're, we're going to be there at the white throne, but we'll be on the side where Jesus is sitting. Amen. We'll sit with Him in the judgment there. The Bible says, For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. Amen. So the angels, those that have fallen, are going to be judged. He hath reserved them in everlasting chains under darkness, under the judgment of the great day. So angelic beings, those who have rebelled against God and His righteousness and those who have followed uh, the bidding of Satan and those, you remember we taught here one time about the angels in Genesis chapter number 6 that came down and uh, consorted with the uh, daughters of men and they, uh, they had offspring and giants roamed the earth. And the Bible says that those angels have been chained in a place called Tartarus. Well, that place is going to be opened up. And all of those angelic beings that have followed Satan, they're going to stand there. And they are going to be judged at the white throne judgment of Almighty God. Now, this will be the last appearance for uh, these people to ever stand before God. That's right. It'll be the last time that a sinner will ever be found in the presence of Almighty God. Now, let's just pause here and think for just a moment. The Bible says, And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. I believe the Bible teaches us that saved people shall receive degrees of reward. I believe also the Bible teaches us that there's going to be degrees of punishment in hell. 
Now, I don't understand this. It is beyond my comprehension. I know this is going to be terrible to be in hell, but I, I just want you to listen to this. It says, He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite under the Spirit of grace. You'll find that in Hebrews chapter number 10. I'm saying to you that, uh, and I, I believe personally that's talking about the Jew. Listen, I know that the heathen have sinned and they'll be without excuse. But think about unbelieving Jews. Unto the Jews were committed the oracles of God. Amen? I mean, unto the Jews were committed the word of God. Unto the Jews, God made covenants with them. And yet those unbelieving Jews have rejected all of this. And I believe they're going to stand before God. And I believe God's going to uh, place even a greater judgment upon them than He will upon someone who has never heard the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm just saying to you that they're going to be standing there and they'll be judged according to their works. Now I want you to understand this also about the white throne judgment is not the place where the sinner will be found guilty or not guilty. I mean, when he stands there, he's already guilty. Amen. He's already guilty. He's not coming to that judgment to find out if he's guilty or not. I want you to look in John chapter number 16, if you will. John chapter number 16. And please use your Bible. John 16. And look at verse number 8. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because... They believe not on me of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I'm saying to you, listen, they're already convicted. Amen. I mean, the sinner is already convicted. Now I want you to look at John chapter number 3 and look at verse number 18. You'll find not only has he been convicted, but he's also uh, been uh, 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 condemned. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So he's already guilty when he stands there. He's already been convicted according to John chapter number 16. He's already been condemned according to uh, John chapter 3 and verse number 18. Now look at John 3 and verse number 36 and you'll find out that he's already under the wrath of God. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life but the wrath of God abideth on him. So these sinners are not standing there at the white throne judgment of God to find out if they're guilty or not guilty. They are guilty. They've already been convicted. They have already been condemned. They are already there, uh, 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 been under the wrath of God and the white throne judgment is simply there for the sentencing of these lost condemned people. Now, What's going to be the outcome 
of this white throne judgment. Well, the decree of God is for all sinners. Every one of them. It says, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life. Amen. Aren't you glad your name's written down yonder in heaven? Aren't you glad, bless your heart, honey, that it's in, it's in the Lamb's book? Amen. On the other side, I thank God for that. It says, was cast into the lake of fire. Now, that's where they're going to uh, abide forever in the lake of fire. Now, it says, but the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Amen. Now, hell is real. Amen. Hell is a very real place. Whether one believes it exists or not, it's still hell. I read this. Someone told the late Billy Sunday that a certain college professor didn't believe in hell. Now, there's a lot of those characters around. They just don't believe in hell. You know what Billy Sunday said? He said that professor won't be dead five minutes before he'll change his mind. Amen. He won't be dead five minutes until he'll change his mind about hell. What was that on that bumper sticker we saw today, Mrs. Burke? God is alive, and you won't be dead five minutes until you know it. Amen. I mean, he's alive. Was that what it was? I Something on that order. But I want you to know God is alive. He's well. Amen. And when they stand before God, they'll know that there is a hell, and one day they're going to be cast into it. Now, you have an English Bible in your hand tonight. Amen. I don't speak Greek. Wouldn't do any good for me to have a Greek Bible. I don't speak Greek. Wouldn't do any good for me to have uh, a Hebrew Old Testament. I don't speak Hebrew. I don't read Hebrew. I don't understand Hebrew. I don't uh, read Greek. I don't understand Greek. I couldn't understand German. I thank God that I have an English Bible before me tonight. Now, there's some words in the English Bible in translation that uh, mean hell. And they're translated as other words. The word grave many times uh, is translated hell. And uh, uh, this causes the rise uh, uh, of some cults and they refer to hell as just being uh, the grave. And uh, uh, they deny the existence of hell. Who is it? The Jehovah's Witnesses or false witnesses? Isn't that the crowd that comes along and says uh, there is no hell? That uh, when you die, it's just going to, uh, the soul uh, uh, is going to be destroyed and done away with and burned up and consumed. And there is no eternal hell. Now they get that uh, from reading those words there, a grave and it should be translated hell. If you have a good Bible concordance and a good Bible dictionary, you can know this. Amen. There have been some changes uh, as far as the meaning of certain words from 1611 until this present day that we're living in. I know the word charity doesn't have uh, the same particular meaning to us that it had in 1611, but I've got enough sense to use my concordance and find that out. Amen. 
If you talk to me about a husbandman, and you talk to many people today about a husbandman, uh, they wouldn't understand that. That word means a farmer. And you need a good Bible concordance and a dictionary. And you need some reasoning in your head and intelligence uh, to uh, better understand the Word of God, the deep things of God. I want you to know also that the word pit means hell. Amen. The bottomless pit. That's a reference to hell. When the Bible uh, talks about Gehenna, when the Bible talks about the second death, when the Bible talks about the lake of fire, all of these things are talking about hell. Sheol, Hades, these are, uh, are Greek words and Hebrew words that, that mean hell, the place of the departed. And so I'm saying to you that we need to know and understand what the Bible means many times and interpret the Word of God correctly. Now, I want you to listen to this scripture. It says, if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. If thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched, where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. I believe that that's a reference there to man. Uh, who is it, Job, that said that he was a worm? Amen. What's the song that we sang that talks about a worm such as I am? And uh, uh, that's scriptural terms for mankind. It's going to be a place where man never dies. And I want you to know this about hell. It's literal. It's literal. You say, well, uh, if hell uh, is as severe as fire, why not fire? Amen. I believe it is. I believe it is fire. I believe in literal fire. I believe in a literal flame. You say, well, where is the lake of fire? I don't know where it is. I know this. God has it prepared. Amen. And I know it's a literal place. I do know this, that you can travel, they tell me, 120 miles from the face of this earth and you'd be in pitch black darkness. I mean, they tell me that when you get 120 miles from this earth that you wouldn't be able to stand to the heat. They tell me the heat is over 3,000 degrees out there. Now, I'm telling you, if God can do that, surely He can have a lake of fire prepared somewhere for those who have rejected Him. I believe it's a literal place of fire where people are going to burn and be tormented night and day forever. This is the outcome of the great white throne. And then I believe it's mental anguish also. I believe people are going to remember. I believe people that sat in this congregation this morning, if they were lost, I believe they'll remember. Eternity with their, their mind and remembering. I have problems sometimes with my mind. I really do. I remember things. I, I think about things. I can't get them out of my mind. Sometimes when I get something on my mind, it worries me. I, I can't sleep. I can't rest. I roll. I tumble. Uh, maybe you don't have that problem, but I do. And I believe people will suffer anguish throughout eternity because 
Uh, it'll be mental language. They'll remember this thing. I believe it's physical. Amen. It's a place where the, wire, the fire cannot be quenched. Amen. I believe it's eternal. I believe, uh, thank God that there's an escape out of it, a way out of it. And I've already taken that. Amen. As a saint of God, I don't have to worry about going to hell. I don't have to worry because of the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. He became sin for me, Brother Lord. I thank God for that. I don't have to worry uh, about the fact of this because Jesus Christ uh, became sin for me, tasted death for every man, and Christ arose for our justification. Amen. So I don't have to worry about going to hell, but I want you to know this. Sinners will go there. They'll go there because of their unbelief. The Bible says the, the fearful, that is the coward and the unbelieving, they're going to be placed in hell and they'll be there out of the presence of God. They'll be there out of the presence of the saints of God. They'll be there away and separated from the grace of God and they'll, they'll be there night and day forever and ever and ever in a place called hell. That's the outcome of that last great judgment known as a white throne judgment in the Word of God. Now that brings us to an end of all that we've been talking about for the last several weeks on prophecy. We'll have something new and fresh for you uh, next uh, Sunday night. We'll begin something else. But I think this has been good. Now, there's some who go off on the deep end on prophecy. There's some who sensationalize uh, certain things and they they use these things to draw crowds and they they have tricky uh, titles to their messages and so forth but I think that we've spent enough time on this we're going to move on to something else but I think that every person here who's been in these services should now be able to sit down and to speak intelligently about prophecy now I want you to I want you to do something for me next Sunday Next Sunday, while I'm gone, I'm going to take the time to write some questions. They may be matching questions. About We'll use about 20 or 25 of them. And I'm going to give them out to those people who have been listening to these messages. Now, I don't want you to sign your name to them. And I, I just want you to match them up. And uh, we'll put down uh, uh, the judgment seat of the Lord Jesus Christ in one column. And we'll put down in this column over here uh, when that judgment is to take place. Uh, we'll put down the judgment of angels, for instance. And we'll have over here in this column to be judged at the white throne. And uh, we'll try to match these things up. And I, I'm not going to find out who it is, but I'd just like to have it for my own... Uh, uh, I just like to know how well you understand, whether you absorb uh, what's been said and how much you've learned. And, and I'd like to know. I believe that you could pass the test, and I believe you'd do well on it tonight. I really do. I think you'd do very well, and I thank God that He's allowed us this time to study His Word of God and, le and learn more about things that are going to happen in the future. Brother Guy's been studying on prophecy. He enjoys it. Amen. Brother Eddie, he's been studying on prophecy recently. He, he's enjoying this, and I thank God for it. Amen. All right, let's bow our heads together. Father, thank you now tonight for all of your blessings to us. Help us, dear God, in every way to please you. Help us, Father, not to do anything or say anything 
that would shame or disgrace your name. Help us to live for you. Bless us tonight, Lord, as we travel down to Georgia. May you watch over us and keep us safe now. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Look up here just for a moment. I want you please to remember to pray for me and my wife this week as we go down uh, to be in Georgia and to be there in the meeting with Brother Heatherly. I want you to pray for us that God would use us. And once again, I want to thank you. I want to thank this church for allowing me uh, to go and preach meetings. I appreciate uh, being with Brother Bud Israel last week in a meeting, and we had good attendance there all week long. Had one lady that was saved during the week out on visitation. She came to church but did not come forward in the services, and uh, she was supposed to be baptized this Today, as a matter of fact, she was one on visitation during the week. But now I'll be going to Georgia, and I hope and pray that you'll pray for me and remember me, and please come and hear Brother Buck preach for you on Wednesday night. Ms. Burr said he did a tremendous job last Wednesday night, and I thank God for that. Amen. He's been faithful. And Brother Frank, uh, hopefully I'll be able to prevail on him uh, to lead the singing again for me. I uh, did such a good job. I heard about it. Listen, I heard about him singing some of those songs. And Frank, he gets to thinking about the words of the song. And, and he thinks about what he's singing. And bless your heart, the tears come. And somebody told me while he's leading the singing, he was up here weeping and crying. That's good. Amen. I love songs and I, that touch the heart of people. And I thank God for people that can fill in for me when I'm gone. God bless you, everyone. You're dismissed. Shake hands and be friendly before you leave tonight, please.